0: Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why, well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful journey into the forums of thekali.com. Now, thekali.com is a Afrocentric forum. Filled with all kinds of topics, the subtitle of The Collie, and it's a picture of a coliseum, is Sports, Hip Hop, and Piff. Urban Dictionary describes piff as a strain of marijuana. I don't know if that's what they mean here, but why not? So there's lots of different topics on here. It's not just sports. It's not just hip hop. All manner of discussions are happening. There's the Coliseum, which is about sports. The Booth, about hip hop news and rumors and battles and whatnot. The Locker Room, life and relationship advice. Arcadium, video game stuff. The Film Room, self-explanatory. TCS, which is conversations about wrestling, professional wrestling and a few others. So that's what I'll be reading from today. I apologize if there's extra noise on the recording this episode. Uh, We just are still in the midst of having our kitchen remodeled and our new refrigerator makes several unwanted loud noises. And since I'm basically always recording in the living room, sometimes you're gonna hear a noise, potentially. But before we get into the podcast, just want to say the usual. Thanks to everyone who's supporting the podcast on Patreon. I really appreciate it. Of course, Patreon is a way for people to uh, subscribe monthly to the podcast and donate as little as a dollar per month. Uh, for all the episodes you know it's not a way for me to make a ton of money but it is nice to know that people care enough to support the podcast and there are a couple of different um levels of sponsorship and since i just only started recently of course there was the fiasco where if you send me 15 dollars, i would send you a drawing and the drawing turned out to cost probably about 13 dollars to mail but i have since found a cheaper way to mail and that offer is staying the same so thanks to everyone who is supporting the podcast, and of course, if you would like to, the patron page is at patreoncom reads and you can find a link at LouReads.com if you want to check it out. And of course, I want to thank everyone who writes reviews of the podcast on iTunes and other places. It's always great to see new reviews up there, and it's always great to read the old ones and to know that if people look up the podcast that there's a lot of positive things being said about it. If you haven't, please take a moment to go to iTunes and write a review or Stitcher or wherever you like to review a thing. And of course, I don't do any advertising for this podcast. The only advertising I've ever done is buying banners on somethingawful.com when the podcast first came out and that was a long time ago. So uh, I appreciate everyone who shares the podcast. If you think you might know people who might like the podcast, please share it with them. And of course... If you want to share it passively, you can always ask for a Lou Reed's magnet, which is free to receive. Just have the email me at loureads at gmail and I will send you a magnet anywhere in the world. But please get your address right, because several people recently have given me wrong addresses. Nothing is as disheartening as receiving a rejected magnet. <sighs> So let's get right into this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. And I just want to say, lastly, that uh, this website was suggested to me by Will Sweetie, longtime listener and clearly demented person. But that's the kind of people we like around here. So the Collie. Let's get right into it. So the first thing we'll read is from a thread in the Collie forums subforums Sports, Hip Hop, and Piff subforum, the Locker Room, in a thread started by Romanotti, entitled "Quick Little Gems on Dealing with Women." Thread. And it goes like this. Never let a chick know how much you want her. Always play it cool. Don't come on too strong. Add on, let's share this wealth, brez. And sharp ads. If a female starts off by telling you what you're not going to do, brackets, hit it, game her, etc. Charge her to the game. She has to repeatedly tell herself stuff like that so that she believes it. A real woman displays it in her demeanor and actions, not her words. A real woman commands respect. Insecure women gotta keep talking about it. No need to waste your time dealing with a woman going through an identity crisis. And Sam writes, as a man, the key to being in a successful relationship is to lie constantly. Never tell her what's actually on your mind. That's just gonna cause problems. And karate chop ads, the average jump-off allows three to five good smashes before she starts getting quote-unquote ideas. And rain scarf rights. be nonchalant, always keep a bullpen, dump a hot girl once in your life to build immunity. Never introduce to your family, never tell her how much you make. Hell, I tell chicks my middle name. Have a Facebook just for chicks and once for close friends and families. Never spend money. Keylogger. Never feel sorry for them. Tough luck. And Romanati adds again. Another one. Slightly flirt with her friends. It put the fire under the ass and sparks that female competitiveness. It will make her work harder to keep you. And B. Dizzle writes. Randomly take the condom off while fucking, then say I think it broke. If she keep letting you smash, you got a winner. If she don't, she's an untrustworthy bitch. And Romanati adds again, Just because a chick writes all holy and self-empowering statements on Facebook doesn't mean she is a good girl. In my experience, those types of chicks be the biggest hoes. Matter of fact... Aim for the type of chicks who don't even be on Facebook and Twitter too heavy. And Neckbeard Killer writes, If a woman doesn't have a good relationship with her dad, she will likely be highly combative. If you think she did something wrong and her story doesn't add up, keep questioning her. Never accept an answer that doesn't add up just because it feels good. Women that you only want to chill with don't need to meet your people. Always give her your number first. If she goes out of her way to call, brackets not text, then she is ready to take the game further. And villain replies to Neckbeard Killer. This is a killer. I've been doing this since a youngin, but nicas still don't believe in it. I'd say my callback rate is about 85%. I wouldn't use this method on every chick, but it's like this. For me, it removes some of the nervousness that comes with calling a chick randomly during the week, where she could be having a bad day or something, or just might be busy, and then you got to call back another time. With this method, you don't worry about shit. She calls you if she's interested, and you just sit back and wait for the call. More than likely, if she calls you back, she wants to smash. Now you got this chick calling you for dick you done topsy turvied that motherfucker. And son of God, this is a lot. And son of God, and son of God adds, He who loves least controls a relationship. If you want to control the relationship, don't fall in love with her so quickly. Don't toss the ball in her court. Control the ball at all times. You've got to be relentless. You can't afford to be lazy. I see all these dumb guys arguing with their women. I don't argue with them. She can do whatever she wants. So can I. You see, if you're going to argue with them, then you're a pussy. It's my way or the highway. When you argue, you are telling her that you need her to act in a certain way or see something from your point of view in order for you to be happy. If you love someone, set them free. I don't fight over pussy with other men. If you need her that bad, you can have her. And the fact that you are so desperate for her means that she will eventually get rid of you anyway. If you catch your girlfriend in bed with another guy, why should you be pissed at him? She probably lied to him anyway. But our male egos, which are nothing more than a distorted illusion that we carry around in our heads, make us angry and want us to beat up the guy. If you ever catch your girlfriend or wife in bed with another guy, do yourself a favor and keep your cool. Have the confidence to say, quote unquote, I hope you two will be happy together and just walk away. Go to the next girl. While you guys are busy beating each other up, I'll be fucking them. Men who are not needy establish strict boundaries because they value their own time and happiness more than receiving the attention from a woman. The percentage of women who are receptive to you will increase proportionally to the quality of your lifestyle, your social status, and your looks. Anyone who's actually struggling, let me give you the game from someone who went from zero to a hundred with it. Just stop caring. Don't care about the results or how a joke went or how bad you choked. When I told myself I gotta bag five numbers tonight no matter what or how bad she looks, progress was automatic. Built the confidence up from scrub chicks to approaching packs of bad bitches in a group and then picking who I wanted. It's all sales pitch like dude said above and when you can pitch it to anyone without a hesitation, you're good. If they reject, Just get the fuck out of there. No need for these creative lines. Oh, okay, well, nice meeting you. And then ghost, keep it pimping. Tell the beautiful girls they're smart and tell the smart girls they're beautiful. And that 808 writes, never confess anything. Deny, deny, deny. Let her tell you how much she knows first because nine times out of 10, she doesn't have enough info to catch you and assumes that if she confronts you with it, you'll fold. And Port City Player writes, have a big dick. And shame on you adds, one, Don't always go for sex when it comes to women, especially when they are in a group of women that know each other. Establish bonds with each of them, but never seal the deal. Why? Because that causes territorial tendencies to come up when one woman feels she has a better connection with you over another woman she knows personally. This is the best way to not only be the man every woman wants, but it will have the woman you eventually choose value you that much more. Two, never be that guy that brings up feelings. Indifference wins the game. Three, masturbation. A nagging bitch making you work for the pussy. If you don't need her pussy, don't chase it. Four, don't get married in the United States of America. And Suburban Pimp rights my only piece of advice is to start off setting the bar low. I see too many cats going out of their ways to impress females on a first date, taking them to Saltgrass Steakhouse and shit when that's not the move. Take her somewhere modest for a first date. Razoos or something like that. If you start taking her to Benihana's and Rockfish, that's what she's going to expect from now on, and when you're spending $100 a date, it's going to seem like the norm to her. But if you've been taking her to Applebee's and finally take her to P.F. Chang's, she's going to appreciate that shit a lot more. That goes with birthdays, Xmas, and everything else. And Bruh Main writes, If you invite a chick over at night, remove any quote-unquote chairs from the bedroom and only keep one pillow on the bed. 90% success rate. They never peep the scene. To her, it'll seem like quote-unquote one thing led to another. And it just happened and rain scarf ads again. Don't ever think you won't find someone that beautiful again. That's simp thoughts. On FB, always keep your status single. Don't be one of these bras who changes it to relationship with so-and-so. Some folks have a three-strike rule. I have a one-strike rule. Set rules and let it be known from the beginning. If they are broken, cut ties and move on. If not, you already lost her respect. Know the signs when you're about to be dumped. And if you are, walk away head held high. Don't be that simp texting her how much you miss her, etc. Trust me, females show that and laugh about it with their ladies. Don't add her friends to FB and don't let her add your friends or family members. Maybe I'm hardcore, but I don't even take together with girls I deal with. I don't want my face plastered on her FB and the world is so small now due to social networking. You may deal with a chick in the future and she'll be like, oh, my second cousin was best friends with your ex, etc. Nah, none of that. You want to know why I say about dumping a hot chick once in your life? It builds your confidence and gives you immunity. If a chick steps out of line no matter how hot, I just think about my hot Latina back when I was 19. I kicked that ass to the curb. I can kick anyone. Never send dick pics of yourself. Women have asked me back when I was in the game, and I would always say, quote unquote, come see for yourself. Never let a chick know exactly where you... (laughs) Never let a chick know exactly you work and what you do unless she's one of those rare needle-in-a-haystack. And we'll end here, but this thread does go on for 2,700 more pages. So we barely scratched the surface of the gems of dealing with women. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Colly Forums subforum help subforum The Rafters in a thread started by the IIXX entitled My Boy Exposed the Coon Floor Manager at the Gym. And it goes like this. So there's this Nika that works as a floor manager. Dude's a dickhead, always saying dumb shit, always talking about the shit that he has, brackets, even though you never see it, yet has his moms pick him up from the gym and lives with her, talking about how he got six series and shit, but you never see it, always talking about the bitches he's in, but you never see him, this is black women more than most Nicas I've seen, and is always talking about the dime white women he's in. Scrooge McDuck picture. Always going extra hard on me and my boys about the gym rules. He lets cacs stay in the gym to finish their basketball game, But with us, we got to wrap up on the exact second it's time to close. And Cax is a acronym for Cracker Ass Crackers. And he always stinks. This Nica is on that no deodorant flow 90% of the time. One day earlier in winter, Nickas saw him outside while we were getting ready to leave back to BK, and it was hella cold outside, and me and two of my boys were out to pull off or whatever. He asked us for a ride because we were going his way, and my boy was like, why not? Mahmoud Amadinajad photo. But this is before Nickas knew he'd be smelling like microwave dead possum though. So we gave him a ride, and about three minutes into the driving, you could just smell him. We were stuck in a mist of stink for like 25 minutes, and Nickas knew it wasn't us because we don't get down like that. So we after we let him out, my boy was like. Yo never again. No grown man should smelling like that. There's no excuse for that shit. So about a week later he asked us again and my boy was like, nah man, you smell Niggas don't wanna deal with that for the whole ride. No disrespect, Larry David face. Which is true, but fucked up to say it like that. My boy got a 04 Wrangler Unlimited so there was space, but he smelled so he said no, Manny Ramirez picture. You shouldn't be walking around smelling like zombie pussy anyway, especially at 26, so he can charge that L to the shower. Anyway, since then, son has been an asshole, just doing whatever he can to fuck up our flow. No drinks here, time's up, we're closing brackets, lets the CACs continue, upstairs bathroom only, no food here. Just doing the fucking most. On top of being a sarcastic dickhead 98% of the time, which would be fine if Nick fucked with him, but we don't. So he came over to us today and I ain't gonna lie, I was struggling with some weight. I tried to bench 300 and I struggled. My max right now is 275 and the extra 25 was doing me in so I was like, fuck it, I just gotta work my way up. Nicky came over talking about quote unquote, y'all boys is weak, gotta leave this to the men. Quote unquote, y'all lucky a girl in here to see this shit this is pitiful i'm not even paying attention at this point so my boy goes quote unquote yo just shut up before i do it to you nicka said quote unquote do what my boy takes out his phone and plays shows him some screenshots of something he had on his phone and this nigga had that straight blank expression and then switched up and said quote unquote i don't even know what that is My boy said quote unquote oh no let me get to the video then he went to the video and was like this nicka fucking this super fat white hoe crying laughing emoticon apparently this nicka left his phone at the front desk one day and my boy picked it up searched the memory card and took videos off of it then reported it to the lost and found the next day crying laughing out loud emoticon checks the screens that bitch leg looked like an uncooked chicken leg and there is a thing that says, spoilers, screenshots, borderline NSFW, prepare your stomachs. And it is a series of screen grabs of a black male having sex with what appears to be an obese Caucasian lady or CAC. Dude texted me and took my number from the registration system. Gym manager. Yo, OP, who is this from the gym? You there? lol how'd you get my number b registration yo who else got that video what video come on fam you know what i'm talking about oh that video of you fucking that fight white hoe to pretty ricky crying emoticon we fucking whales on the hotline in 2015 my nigga yo if you got it just please delete it man i thought you said it wasn't you though nah it was me but i was high and shit my nigga, you ain't got to lie. Laughing, crying emoticon. Niggas took everything off your phone. You got mad videos on your phone. Fucking fat white hoes, LOL. Wow, son, you can't just go through somebody phone like that. I didn't do shit. Don't accuse me of nothing. You being chatty patty right now. Yo, I don't even know what you're talking about, son. What y'all want for the videos? How much? I ain't got no videos. No one does. They belong to the sky now. Yo, son, could you chill with all these metaphors? I deadass don't know what you're talking about. I just want the videos. Sometimes you just have to let it go to move on. I have to go, B. The beauty of life is in its spontaneity. Yo, y'all niggas play too much. I apologize for how I was acting. And Blackest of Panthers adds, fuck with people like this, you should expect violence. People always want to embarrass and humiliate people for shits and giggles with their friends. But as soon as a dude comes through or sends niggas giving out that lethal work, Y'all be copping, please. Shit is never that serious until it is. And the IIXX writes, Don't care. My boy said he's not doing anything with the video. Just wanted to fuck with him. And Rain Scarf replies, The collie is back. Nika getting his crisp beyond canoodling and cavorting with white whales. Shouldn't spread fictitious tales of cavorting with dimes. I always enjoy a arrogant, smug asshole being humbled. And Okra writes, I'm jumping out of a window. That was disgusting. And Kali Cat writes, What grown man bullies someone? Y'all thought y'all were some top dogs, huh? Y'all sound like middle schoolers. And the IIXX replies, Nickas ain't bullying him, just returning the favor. Mahmoud Abedinajad face, Dude abuses his quote-unquote power and goes over the top with everything. And Mob H writes, Man, fuck that. No sympathy for a coon that doesn't take showers. And Blackest of Panthers writes, just saying when Bugaloo can't take that humiliation and starts to give out that lethal work, then I hope nobody feels sorry for them. That's it. And Collie Cat adds, so pull him aside and tell him about himself and his foolishness. Y'all didn't have a problem telling him about his must. This some kiddie shit. And y'all kicking like some cackling hens. And the IIXX writes, Nah, rather not. Can't take the high road every day. I don't fuck with Nickas and I don't fuck with you. You shouldn't be that comfortable around me. I'm 20, he's 26 or some shit. I'm not going around explaining myself to Nickas like that. Fuck him. I don't owe him anything. And Hypo666 writes, is he worth fucking with? He, according to you, smells, and there are pics of him fucking obese white women. So what if he tries to act the big man at the gym? Let him, life is too short and can change it for anyone at any point. Sounds like he has little to lose. Guys like that are the ones to be most careful about. Word of advice, only fuck with people who have more to lose than that. And Sierra Mist adds, Jesus, people responding like they 45-year-olds, quote-unquote super mature, washed with no sense of humor, killing the mood. And... <laughs> and and suge knight writes real shit always some cornballs who work at the gym i got this simp who always talks to me bragging about paying all his girls bills etc etc i come here to work out and not talk to any of these people and nza writes how are you going to work at a gym and only fuck women who have clearly never set foot in one and haiti hall writes f that Nika, your homie should have just posted online and never told the nikka But then again, by letting him know that you've got the videos, you can extort him. At the very least, he'll deal with some mental anguish, like wondering if his videos are out there on the internets. And the IIXX writes, I don't think it's going to go that far, but I don't feel bad for the Nika. (laughs) But I don't feel bad for the Nika. Y'all don't understand how big a dick this guy is. And Kyoshikushin Karateka writes, To be honest, all parties involved sound like lames. Him obviously for being a coon and y'all for being scared of him. He basically bullies y'all no matter how you try to word it and reverse it. L's everywhere by everyone involved. And interestingly, there is an animated gif in this post that was shot in a park that is a block from my house. (laughs) From Sesame Street and molly writes to the people defending the coon don't forget he's a coon coons are our own worst enemy a jackass coon at that a coon that has the audacity to shit on black females while fucking non-black whales and you know that boar talks so much shit about how quote-unquote black men find me attractive and quote-unquote he's with me because his own women don't know how to treat him right pigs and coons are like (laughs) oh man pigs and coons like this are the reason the stereotype is out there nah fuck that dude deserves shit coming to him these are the the type of black people that need to be left behind and made an example of to the rest of the black community. If white supremacists are going to reward coons for cooning, the black community needs to out coons like this. And that page goes on for 28 more pages. (laughs) And so we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the The Kali Forums subforum No BS subforum The Root in a thread started by E-Money entitled Ten reasons why Blacks will lose a race war and it goes like this one outgunned and outmanned. brackets at least here in North America you heard how all those bullets and guns were bought after President Obama got elected right guess who were the purchasers Yeah you guessed right they have a larger population than us over here so all they have to do is sacrifice lower class undesirable white people by throwing them at us and they can pretty much win two quote unquote God and black religiosity. Most blacks are religious and too scared of the most high or whatever supreme deity or higher power they believe is ruling the universe to take a life. Many will prefer dying a martyr then. Emoticon shooting a machine gun, emoticon. Three, lack of discipline. A lot of the 18 to 34 demographic, a lot of the 18 to 34 demographic who we will count on to have short attention spans and are diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, LOL. Concentration levels will be low and that's a negative in any prolonged military conflict. 4. Mixed race slash biracial people. They have divided loyalties, and there are a lot of these snakes in the quote-unquote black community. They are generally accepted and revered, so it's going to be hard rooting them out. 5. Lack of organization. Black street gangs, who will be counted on to be the front line, for the most part don't respect rank and file. Look at the lack of communication and hierarchy within modern-day black street gangs compared to the organized and goal-oriented structure of Hispanic and white criminal enterprises. 6. Winter months. Once that cold hits, we going indoors and y'all know it. This is when white people will have their best advantage. They have body types that are used to the cold weather. They love snow nauseated emoticon. So pretty much between late November slash early December and late February slash early March, we should be prepared to just chalk up huge losses, lol. 7. Infighting slash sectarianism. You find this everywhere you go, from the desert of Somalia to the jungles of Congo, to the main streets of Detroit, to the favelas in Brazil. Black people can't keep it together long enough to accomplish their overall goal. 8. Lack of training. How many of us are taking MMA classes? How many of us have enrolled in firearms training courses? How many of us can run a mile without desiring to take a smoke break? Nine, black women, nothing more to say. They are a liability and need to be kept as far away from the war room as possible. 10, funds. It's common knowledge that you need $4 signs to go to war. Blacks have great purchasing power, but our dollars don't circulate the community at the higher rates it does in other communities before eventually existing. We also demonize rather than elevate and push higher rich blacks who we probably will rely on their bank. Nah, but for reals, this thread is partly funny, partly serious. We as black people need to understand we are not built for war and are definitely not ready. And that is why it's funny when I hear keyboard gangsters and internet revolutionaries talk about things like race wars, Armageddon, etc. It just lets me know that they haven't sat down and thought out their strongly held beliefs. Anyways, look forward to a future thread where I will outline 10 things blacks can do to strengthen our race globally and internationally peace and blessings. And Bud Bundy writes, there will never be a race war of any kind. As dictators have shown us, when you are in the minority, you are the first to be taken and killed. Unless an outside force intervenes, you will lose regardless. Your list is bullshit and shows lack of education. And RJY33 writes, Bunch of delusional kids in their mom's basements talking about race wars. Crying, laughing emoticon. We are all sitting on our iPhones watching our flat screens trying to pay the bills and eating emoticon good off America's amazing fast food chains. Most people of any race aren't getting off their couch for shit. Go outside and take a look at the real world for a change. 99% of people are just thinking about feeding their family and their next vacation. No one wants an interrupted infrastructure in America. Race relations are far from perfect across the board, but to say there will be any kind of Real war is laughable at best. I swear some of you have never left your block in your life. I'm not trying to see anyone in a firefight, so just leave me be in my apartment with my mac and cheese and porn and Kim. And a Kim is a really hot woman. And Suburban Pimp Rights. You put way too much thought in that shit. Ain't gonna be no race war, Nicka. What would be fighting for? Freedom? And Safer Work Rights. A lot of racist threads on this site. And Grifter ads will show up late for it. And Sierra Mist ads. one, just because black people like to kill each other for stupid reasons doesn't mean they have more guns than whites. That is a huge misconception. White people outnumber blacks five to one in America. Also, white people manufacture guns and sell guns. If a race war popped off, black people would have to buy supplies from the white man as usual. This is what happens when blacks don't own shit. White people have more guns. All those NRA people and people who have guns in their bedrooms to protect their families, are you fucking. serious. They just don't shoot each other over trivial shit like Snickers bars. Two, white people gave blacks religion. And due to that, black people are too afraid to kill whites on larger scale. (laughs) Due to that, black people are too afraid to kill whites on a larger scale. The idea is that God is white and Jesus is white. Therefore, blacks don't want to hurt white people because then they are attacking Jesus. If you judge the world by nothing but hip hop and the evening news, I can see how you feel the way you do. And the bad guy adds, If a war does happen, we're going to need to bust out some of the gang members and killers who are already in jail. They are the only ones who have it in them to kill, but I suspect they will be executed if anything big does happen. And proletariat adds, Yep, if America is involved in large-scale conflict, it will be one of three possible wars. No order. One, war against the Chinese. We're already thinking about it. They're already thinking about it. Just look at our arms development. Probably not happening. Two, war against Islam slash Israel conflict. Israel is wild and out and we are dumb enough to go help them against Iran and waste more time and money. Possible outcome, especially given how shifty we act, but probably not happening. Three, class warfare. American social mobility is at its worst since the 50s. Unemployment is at a record high since the depression and corporate profits are at an all time high. From 95 to 08, wage gains went to the the top 10% while the bottom 90s wages actually declined. Top 1% hold 42% of the wealth. Top 5% hold 70%. It will get worse before it gets better because Americans worship and consider wealth to be a virtue. Race warfare is simply not happening. We're interbreeding more. We're becoming a global society. We're becoming more politically correct with every day that passes. If you really think that America will somehow flip on some quote unquote, kill all black shit, you have lost your fucking mind and touch. Contrary to your beliefs, the average white man doesn't want to murder you. He may be suspicious of you boning his daughter, but that's about it. He's got problems too. Better come up with better things to worry about instead of three Scrooge McDuck visions. Worry about how the Chinese and Indians are going to own our asses wholesale in 20 years because nobody in this country believes in science and math and spends all their time worrying about the Bible and what gays and Muslims are doing. And Kelly X Prince writes, Fuck a race war. In the case of any disaster, whether it be financial or natural, blacks will not be ready. How many store water, non-perishables, weapons, first aid, etc.? I'm guessing not that many. Gonna have to fight to survive and fight the racist cacks out hunting. And... Fonzie writes: At anyone thinking a "quote unquote" race war isn't popping off, blacks are waking back up. That's what's happening. They've successfully lulled us into a sleep via integration "quote unquote," propped up Negroes, sports, reality TV, ignorant rap music, and even a black president. The consciousness of the black man and woman towards race racism is coming back full circle. It may not happen in our lifetime, but we are at the beginning of a new cycle here in America regarding race relations, and a major change is in store for its citizens. And 1999 facepalm emoticon and we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Kali forums Sub-forum, The Locker Room. In a thread started by Yusuki, entitled, Would you break up with your girl if you found out she had sex with a dog before? And it goes like this. But you were her first human dick. And Aqua City Boy adds, What kind of disgusting ass hoes you messing with? And Collateral adds, I will never be in that predicament because I don't date white girls in the first place. I never seen a black woman that's into bestiality. What kind of sicko shit is that? And Yusuki adds, I'm asking for a friend. And Jay Reed adds, this is more common than you think. If you want to have a beef with square girls dealing with dope boys, this is the argument you use. I don't know what that means. And Mechatronic asks, dog like O-Dog, Snoop Dog, or a man whore, or an actualized grown puppy dog, Nicka? And Yusuki writes, So even if it was a one-time thing a long time ago, y'all would still break up with her? Shallow-ass nicas, man. And Jane adds, Dog cum all in her pussy? There was a case of a woman being allergic to her dog's cum, and she died. And Black Barbie adds, I would break up with a guy if he said he had his dog slobbering all over his knob. What do I look like taking sloppy seconds from a dog? A lot of y'all gotta be white. And the fifth letter writes, And you remember that guy that died after letting a horse fuck him? Strange shit, man. Thankfully, they were all wiped off this planet due to that deviant shit. And Jane adds, Yes, I remember that video. That was so disgusting. That's what his size queen ass gets. No sane person wants that much dick anyway. And... Craven Moorhead writes, People talk about sex like it ain't an actual exchange of genetic information. Like cum is just pussy juice or some shit. Quote unquote, Haha, we had fun. Next sexy person. And the based father writes, I don't know if I can fuck her in doggy style better than a dog. That's some stiff competition. She'll be like, Quote unquote, You're not hitting it right like Spot. Spot got that fast stroke. And Jane posts a video of two women discussing... (laughs) Uh, their entrance into the world of sex with dogs and they are both cacks as this website would have them be called and mr somebody adds i don't trust women that choose to own large dogs friend laying up in the bed with a beast it's perverse you're correct to raise your antenna friend and Address Unknown writes, Midas fucking well, I can't swell my dick up and soak around inside her quote-unquote stuck for upwards to a fucking hour like she previously fucking used to. And Milo Bass Dance, I have this video of some white chick letting her dog fuck her doggy style while 3-6 Mafia plays in the background. It's odd. And Kiyoshi Dono finishes the thread, with an animated GIF of Ron Swanson throwing his computer in a dumpster. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the The Kali Forum subforum The Locker Room in a thread started by Elmero Mero entitled, What is your understanding of the differences between Puerto Ricans and Dominicans? And it goes like this. Regardless of where you're from, brackets even non-USA, what are your general perceptions? And... Politier writes, Dominicans have way more African ancestry, but are more into AA culture. And that would be African American. And Yehuda adds, I think the difference is Puerto Ricans come from Puerto Rico and Dominicans come from the Dominican Republic. And Intruder V3.0 writes, Not much difference culturally, except we could argue one of them smiles more than the other in general. But music, foods, and other aspects are very close. I have very few PR friends these days, except for one of my best friends, Leo. The few DR friends I still have are okay, but we don't keep in touch as much anymore. Seems like most of my Latino friends now are either Costa Rican or Peruvian. And All Knowledge writes, Which island makes the best Mafongo? And Apollo Kid writes, One likes salsa, the other likes merengue? And Charlie Manson adds, Dominicans are way more discriminatory. They love to act like they are so different from the rest of the diaspora. PRs have their coon moments, but in general, they seem more cool with AAs. Again, African Americans. And Little4209 writes, "Ricans have African Taino, bracket spelling, and European ancestry. Dominicans are African, as far as I know. There's a huge PR population in Philly, so anyone of Latin ancestry, we just assume they were Rican. Let them same folks go down south and they'd be called Mexicans. And Luce writes, Most PR I met have been cool as fuck and respect the culture. Most Dominican, or as we call it, Dominicoons, have been picture of Michael Jordan's face. I had one Dominican I dormed with blacker than me and the nica swore up and down that he wasn't black. And Raul writes, Puerto Rico and Cuba are historically more white because that's where the slave traders fled to avoid the revolts. And Bandolero adds, as a PR, I'm not going to sit here and act like racism isn't a problem among us, but I can tell you that I know far more DRs in denial of their blackness than Puerto Ricans. Personally, it's baffling because they share the island with a majority black country and are obviously more heavily mixed, but the self-hate is far more widespread. Couldn't tell you why. And Mechatronic writes, Dominicans do hair well. Puerto Ricans do construction well. And Marcel Cali adds, Most PR are white and Indian, and a small percentage black. PR women thick and beautiful and sweet. Dominican women are as beautiful. They are black mainly, but don't like to be called black. They like to be called mulatto. Dominican 85% have some black in them. Only 25% of Ricans have black in them. But both got good and bad people. I got a lot of Rican chicks on my FB. And raw lyrics adds, speaking as a Puerto Rican who grew up in a neighborhood which was mainly Puerto Rican and Dominican, at one point during the late 80s early 90s, we got along fine for the most parts. Of course, there were clashes between Puerto Rican and Dominican crews, but even then, the Ricans would have a few Dominicans in their ranks and vice versa. Weird but true. As far as differences, not much, although I will say Dominicans hustle hard, and I don't necessarily mean drugs, just generally speaking. Dominicans like Platinos, Puerto Ricans like Pasteles, being from New York, I fucks with all types of people. And get in the truck adds, Puerto Ricans are American. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread, once again, in the locker room sub-forum of the Collie, started by Dr. X entitled, should average looking, homely looking, flat booty BW, black women, be put on a pedestal more? And it goes like this. Instead of empowering thoughts that's thick with fat booties and big titties, why not bragged about flat booty intelligent black women? Put them in videos, make threads about them. Because big booty bitches are monsters. They're succubus. The flat booty black woman market is untapped and exploding with great personality. Nick has better get on this. That's why a lot of them are doing their Michael Jordan thing. Stop praising those, stop praising these thoughts, these hoes. And thought, it turns out, is a Euphemism for whore most of y'all probably never been around a thought their personalities are so horrible you would want to punch them out after five minutes anyway that's why these educated normal looking sisters need praise we need to market them as the new quote-unquote it girls have regular chicks in these damn hip-hop videos as the new love interest because unfortunately these dumbass rappers control all the images in the black community have a video full of flay booty average looking BW I appreciate those sisters the most they work hard they don't need a sugar daddy or or you'll get peed on from some derelict off-the-back page. And Larry Lambeau writes, flat booty chicks are all good until you hit smash a couple of times and realize you never want to see her naked again. Good for a nut, but no replay value. And Yasuki adds, flat booty BW are a gateway to pogging. And pog, P-A-W-G, is an acronym for fat-ass white girl. Very dangerous forces you're playing with. And Mirren from far writes, Guys shouldn't be putting women they are not smashing on the pedestal. Worshipping these random women who you will not smash does nothing but gases them up big booty or flat booty. And Dad adds, You late. Niggas that love big titty women already been on that wave. Most of the time, if she got toast, she ain't got no jelly. And Prince Mongo adds, when hoes start putting ugly nickas and little dick nickas on a pedestal, and Perido Puss writes, "We attributing personalities to body parts again." What does this pedestal earn women exactly? Except a higher level of more thought-out fuckboy game. <laughs> except a higher level of more thought-out fuckboy game. It really doesn't matter if the booty is big or small, if she's smart or dumb. She can only receive the type of man you are. So the question is, what type of man are you? And what are you bringing to the table? Y'all really glamorize what it must be like to be sought after by many men because y'all overvalue male attention. It's meaningless. The fat booty and the flat booty ain't no more or no less nothing due to y'all checking for her. Y'all just not offering that much and your affection simply not that important. You're in layman's terms without impact, basically. Nickas need to respect the definition of value, like meditate on that word and what it means to you, this world and the people you encounter, seriously. And Dr. X replies, I'm not saying homely looking chicks need the spotlight instead of these fat booty chicks. A lot of fat booty chicks are better personalities. They need to make up for their lack of sex appeal. And hashtag SOG soldier writes, flat booty women are the woat which is worst of all time. Might as well just off yourself. <laughs> and Don rewrites. writes, Funny, but the game is changing. White women are getting booties and shape now, so everyone is getting the booty, and you want to champion the flat booty women? It goes against the current of the earth, fam. And Bay Area adds, The type of nickas that make these threads must be ugly as fuck. My condolences. And Green Ghost writes, I can't do flat booty. If they find happiness with a white man, more power to them. Because she got to have some kind of shape. I can do an average butt and a beautiful face. C-cup tits and a nice smile. I don't do flat asses. I'm from Harlem, B. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread, once again in the locker room, started by user J. in a thread he entitled, Have you ever known a chick that lied about rape? And it goes like this. In my own damn family... Shaking head emoticon. My cousin admitted to me she lied. She was caught in the act by my aunt and, when later questioned by my uncle what happened, was quote-unquote pressured into saying he forced her and she went along with it. Shamed emoticon. It was this whole big thing. Poor kid was branded a rapist because of it and had to transfer schools. Shit is fucked up. And East Coast Naga writes, I know a couple, Brez, who've been falsely accused and it fucked up their life. Keep pogging if you want to, Brez. Especially when Hillary get in office, Kobe Bryant, Chris Brown, Nate Parker, Jameis Winston, and Tiger Woods can all get okie-dokied. Your ass will too. And Eternal Pang's adds, Honest to God, I would snitch on her ass. She ruined another person's fucking life and reputation. You can't recover from that. Fucking cunt. And Danica Cray writes... I hooked up with my first girlfriend about two years after we broke up. She claimed some dude raped her, but she never reported it because she didn't want to get him in trouble. It was the same dude she was fucking after we broke up to try to make me jealous. I was like, quote unquote, "Uh uh-huh, and filed it under this crazy bitch file. And what's good writes, I knew a hoe who said she got raped while drunk. Just to keep her body count the same, she did that a few times. And Twan 83 writes, Yeah, I don't know her well like that. Talked a few times because she was a friend of a girl I talked to said she lied. I was like WTF said the guy lost his job but the charges got dropped but they didn't say how and wouldn't tell me either. Crazy thing was she actually got raped a week later. The girl I was talking to at the time told me the karma was strong. And she wants the D ads. one of my little bro's friends, brackets, whom I have known for years, that's 15 right now was falsely accused by a black girl because she didn't want her family to know she was having sex. He had to show text messages between them to prove his innocence. And Lucky Libra 619 writes, the worst part about this shit is that once you're labeled a racist, the stigma never goes away even if the woman confesses that she lied. Be safe out there, Brez. And Jane adds, Yes, I wrote about this on my blog. This was in my middle school and high school days when I lived in apartments. One of the girls who lived in my apartments, we became close friends and would hang together at school and walk to school and home together. She was pretty wild, this I knew, but her past started haunting her at the new school. It was somehow revealed that she was suspended from her last middle school, brackets, the reason she started going to mine, because she was caught sucking dick in the boys' restroom. Anyway, I never confronted her on that and pretended I never knew about it. I would defend her all the time when everyone talked about how much of a hoe she was or clowned her looks. They would say I was, quote-unquote, too good to be her friend. When I'm someone's friend, I have their back when no one else does. Sometimes that makes me look stupid. SMH, which of course stands for shake my head. But in our seventh grade year, this guy who also lived in our apartments, who I was on good terms with and would say, quote-unquote, hi and, quote-unquote, bye to, had dealings with her. His mother loved me. My friend was babysitting as a hustle while her mom worked. So apparently one day while she was babysitting this little girl, the guy from her apartment and his homie stopped by her apartment aggressively barged in and both raped her in her bedroom while the little girl was there. That's how my friend told me the story, brackets, which at the time made me cry because I was gullible slash naive. She told me and a few of her other girlfriends this. I believed because the little girl probably told someone or she feared the little girl would. So my friend then told me this guy who I liked and his homie raped her. I told my mom. We were both feeling so bad for her. We went to the grocery store, bought her cards and flowers. She accepted the followers, acted traumatized, still kept up the story for days. I kept asking her why she didn't get the police involved and have them arrested, but it was excuses. I would see the guy around school and around our apartments, and now I was mean mugging him whenever he would say hi to me. She even told us she thought she was pregnant, so one day I see her and this guy from our apartments at school hugged up, laughing like nothing fucking happened at all. I confronted her and him and put it all out there and told him about the rape accusations. He looked clueless. He said he didn't rape her. She recanted the rape allegations she basically admitted to completely lying as the story unfolded i realized she let them run a train on her and like a weak bitch couldn't wait until the girl went home because it would have probably conflicted with her mom's work slash home hours so she just let them fuck while this girl was in the same apartment in the living room she ended up pregnant brackets probably by him the homie or some other guy around this time got an abortion months later got into a relationship with another guy at our school got pregnant miscarried she probably was still fucking the guy from her apartments too she started getting passed around so much I stopped hanging with her. I would make up lies to not be around her. And FMR Token writes, In 10th grade or so, I overheard a girl telling her friends about this other girl who had sex with this guy and let him tape it. The guy, being a guy, showed off the video to his friends. It got spread around and eventually her mom caught wind of it so she cried rape. Don't know what happened to either party, but I can't even look anyone who lies about that shit in the eye. And Farentino writes, I agree. You should take precautions to stop this type of thing from happening, brackets, getting consent, making sure she is always consenting, stopping when she says so, etc. But my problem is that when you tell women that they should take certain precautions, like not roaming around at night in sketchy areas for carrying some sort of protection, it's labeled victim blaming. My brother was an RA at his old community college. He He knew two girls who did, including one who did it to try to cover up the fact that she was cheating on her boyfriend who was in the army and away for training. I still believe the vast majority of rape reports to be true. A lot of times, real rapists get off because of a lack of evidence. It's a tough crime to prove. However, I don't believe that people should believe accusations without proof. And Mercury Hayes adds I think my ex of three years lied. She told me she was raped while walking from work when we were broken up. Brackets, we were broken up for about six months. I brought it out of her to tell me while we were in reconciliation phase. She also said the date it happened was the date of when my pops passed. I was always skeptical, but she knew telling me that happened to her would get to me. She lied about being pregnant to keep me around, too. Had a fake ultrasound and everything. She said she had a miscarriage, but she didn't know. I knew her Twitter, though, so I knew the bullshit from day one. She got married and pregnant less than a year later. Feel sorry for the dude. And Giselle adds, I think women who lie about rape should be put in jail for twice as long as the person who they lied on would have been in there. I also think that the wrongly accused person should get money for their time spent in jail and should be able to sue the person who lied on them. It seems like people are more willing to forgive or accept a man who was accused of shooting another man than they are of a man accused of rape. And Money Mace adds, When I first graduated high school, two of my homies who I played football with were charged of rape. They were like one month out of high school and my homies meet up with these females and they smashed both of them later on that week. I was 17 at the time and my homies just turned 18 and the females they smashed lied and said they were 18 but they were both 16 and they ran away from the group home for girls. The police caught the girls and the girls said my homies kidnapped them and forced them to have sex with them. They ended up charging my homies with kidnapping, rape, charges that had to go with underage activity, and some other shit. They threw them in the county out there in LA and I never heard from them again. The fucked up shit was that the bitches ran away from the group home again because one of my other homies ran into those bitches a couple weeks later. Those hoes were known liars. I guessed I learned early about how these bitches are. And Neo the flying one adds, I actually know several women that lied. Which is why I always side-eye this rape culture foolishness. Not saying women don't get raped because they do, But to take her story when she has no evidence and the story just doesn't add up, I'm not going to mess up someone's life over something that don't smell right. Nobody is above being questioned and their story being critically examined. And Crayola Coyote writes, how about women stop leading men on that they do not like? And Charlie Manson adds, where do Nickas run trains on bitches and be all cupcaking with them afterwards? We don't do that over here in B. After we DP and choo-choo on a bitch, Pause. We don't act like she's wifey. (laughs) And we'll finish this episode by reading from yet another thread in the The Locker Room subforum. In a thread started by Brother Walt, entitled, I thought I had HIV for six years. And it goes like this. I'm 27, and between the ages of 18 and 24, I had sex with every stripper, prostitute, and backpage thought in H-Town. I'm not proud at what I did, but that's something I did. Ever since I stopped doing that shit, I thought I had AIDS or something. I couldn't enjoy shit. I have one kid and a wife now, and when she got preg, I was scared. I thought she was going to get a checkup and they tell her that she got that shit. When I got sick, I was like, that's just AIDS. I'm going to die. When she got her test back, I was like, I must be the only one with it. So today I got fed up with that thought of me having that shit and got an HIV test. And here the results. And there's a picture of an HIV test that says C, and apparently that means that it was n- uh, not positive. And IO Kiaz writes, Yo, y'all nickas need to add some more punctuation to these posts. How are you brave enough to fuck strippers slash prostitutes, but too scared to get yourself tested? And Brother Wall adds, Bray, I understand that I guess that's just how the mind work. I was drunk when I fucked them thoughts. Never dre Paul Masson, bray, never. And Crazy K writes, wait, wait. You had sex with every stripper, prostitute, and thought in town? You might not have AIDS, but the chances of fucking that many people and not catching anything at all? And Brother Walt adds, I have been tested for everything else. I get checkups yearly because of my job, but when they ask, do I want an HIV test? I told them, nah, I already got one lying like a motherfucker. And Crazy K asks, Which one of them strippers had the best pussy slash head? And Brother Walt adds, A crackhead name, go ahead. And Art Barr writes, Was this before or after the Charlie Sheen HIV thing? If it was before, you just got lucky. As real talk, Sheen may have endangered us in the black community. All because we know in between all his white pro escapades, Sheen more than likely slept with all the top flight black extra seekers who nationally get around. And that could trickle down to the black community rather easily. Sheen could have went for jail for attempted murder. Except he is white and you already know the deal. Art Bar, asterisks. Practices safe sex all the time until I get married, if I ever get married. And Cam adds, So you thought you had HIV and you were okay with presumably infecting your wife? And Mayor for President writes, Ain't nothing to worry about if you ain't fucking with needles. Raw dog that shit. And Flex writes, Unless you were fucking these hoes in the ass with no rubber, HIV is hard as fuck to catch. It's rare for a man to catch HIV from a bitch through vaginal intercourse. 99% of these dudes get it through gay sex. And Blacksican707 writes, For starters, you should fix the way you type so people can understand what the fuck you're talking about. And Gucci Balboa writes, I haven't worn a condom since I was 22. I'm 31 now, so take that for what it's worth. I'm no Willy Lump Lump, and I've been... (laughs) And I've only been burnt once, so I guess I'm lucky. And Silk writes, I was getting around doing similar shit the fast p- the past few years, but I ain't never raw these hoes. Shaking head emoticon. Got the all clear after years of being anxious at the thought of getting tested. Actually own did it because this chick wouldn't let me fuck if I didn't. Feels great to finally have that relief. Shit's also made me stop doing all that craziness. Back to fap city. And puss writes, So... You fucked your wife raw believing you had AIDS? Did I misunderstand this? And Jane replies, no. And Peridopus writes, and we on page two and nobody like dragging this nicka about it? Confused Jackie Chan picture. What in the entire fuck, at brother Walt, Did you fuck your wife raw thinking you had AIDS without getting tested? No info about your sexual health? You didn't care about exposing her and your child to AIDS? Even if her tests were clean and you thought you had it, you were just gonna keep re-exposing her until she quote unquote got it too? And Silk adds, she let him though, Larry David face. And the fifth letter adds, true coward, absolutely disgusting. This is why I make my potential partners show me the receipts and if not, get out of here. And No Chill Jones adds, The Collie exposes the dumbest nickas. Brez. Well, what did you think about The Collie? It seems like a... for There's equal measures of uh, people being very rational and also people being kind of ridiculous. But, so far... I enjoyed reading it. There's a whole mix of things going on here. You got your racial tensions, you got your men's feelings about women, all kinds of interesting stuff. I'm still amazed that the first thread that I was reading went on for 2,700 pages. That's quite a lot of advice about women. I tried to register for it, but I could not. It is apparently a locked forum. Occasionally they open it up, but I could not get in. Just remember, I mean, if you take anything away from this website, remember, It's super hard to get HIV unless you're having gay sex or not fucking with needles. That's, uh, everyone should be raw dogging it all the time, regardless of whether you know your HIV status. Why not? That is obviously terrible advice. I grew up with my mother being a doctor who dealt with HIV patients at the outbreak of the AIDS epidemic. And so it was instilled in me, a great terror that I should always wear a condom and did so religiously for the most part. And when I didn't, I would literally be super concerned I had AIDS for a child of the 80s, truly to be sure. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. This is, I super appreciate it. If you get a chance, please go to iTunes and write a review of the podcast. Um, Every review is great and helps get the podcast more visibility. Please tell your friends and family about it, especially your parents. They need to know about these things. And as always, thank you again to everyone who donates to the podcast, uh, either through Patreon or through PayPal or whatever. I super duper appreciate it. I understand that me putting out a podcast once a month may be hard to justify giving a dollar or two or whatever, but I appreciate those that do. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. My name's Lou, and this has been Lou Reads the Internet for You, the Kali edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.